Welcome fans to the NEC Overtime Pod and thank you for joining us and recognizing our student athletes as we transition back onto campus ahead of the 2023-2024 academic year. My name is Adrian Barajas and I'm a communications assistant at the NEC. Today, we are pleased to be joined by the NEC SAC Executive Board. Let's meet the team. Hi everyone, my name is Ali Meehan and I am a student athlete at Wagner College. I compete on the women's triathlon team there. I am our NEC staff co-chair and our representative for the Northeast Conference to Division I staff. Hi everyone, my name is Riley Johnston. I'm a graduate student at Stonehill College and I participate on the men's cross country, indoor and outdoor track teams. And I'm the co-chair for the NEC SAC. Hey guys, um, my name's Anna Hyde. Um, I go to Wagner College and I play water polo going into my junior year, and I'm excited to fill the role of initiative coordinator. Hi everyone, my name is Diego Diaz. I go to FDU, I'm on the men's volleyball team, and I'm a rising junior, and I will be serving as your social media coordinator for the NEC SAC. Amazing, and I just want to say, this will be the first year that NEC SAC will have an executive board, and we have put together an amazing team that's going to do a lot for, for the NEC. Um, and we're super excited. They brought already some great energy into our meetings and we're looking forward to an awesome year. So uh, we'll go back to Diego. Diego, can you just share a bit about your background and how you got into the sport that you play? So I started playing volleyball. My, I was in nine years old and I actually got invited by some of my friends in school to play co-ed because Texas isn't big in boys volleyball. So um, I decided to join a team that was full of girls and I fell in love with the sport and eventually moved into club and kind of went from there and it's just been a sport that has been my sport. I mean, I played baseball, soccer, all that, but this is a sport that I finally found my identity in and that's how it started. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Anna, how about yourself? A little bit about your background and how you got into your sport. Yeah, so in high school, I, my freshman year, I actually played, I mean, I've been swimming my whole life, which is like the greater background. Um, and then my freshman year of high school, I played in the fall field hockey, and I didn't really like it. And transitioning into swimming in the winter, all my friends like convinced me, they're like, Annie, you're sophomore, year, you have to play water polo, it's gonna be so fun. And I was like, okay, whatever. And like, literally from the first day, I fell in love with it. And I mean, like, I've only been playing for now for going on five years so but yeah I love it that's amazing Riley could you just share a, a favorite memory a moment that you've had in your athletic career thus far sure there's I mean there's so many to pick from I've been running for uh quite some time now but I think one that stands out to me uh, from college was probably competing in my first collegiate national championship uh, we were out in Sacramento when we were still in division two and we competed for the division two uh, cross-country national championships and just going on that trip with the guys on the team you know running with them making memories on the other side of the country uh it was just really incredible so so that would probably stand out for uh for my collegiate career thank you for sharing Allie how about yourself a favorite memory a moment in your athletic career thus far yeah I would say my first NCAA triathlon competition so right now triathlon for win women is an emerging NCAA sport. So just to be able to go to my first NCAA competition and, and see what it looks like on the NCAA level, super cool. Um, it's been really cool to see the sport grow and hopefully become an official NCAA sport soon. 
And Ali, um, I just want to ask, who has been the biggest influence, the biggest role model in your life, both in and outside of the sport that you play? Probably have to go with my mom. Um, I'm very close to my parents, and they have just really encouraged me to become involved um, in, in everything that I can be. So I feel like during my time in college and competing and everything, they encouraged me to just take advantage of everything that I can. So just seeing my mom do that really encouraged me to do that. Um, the college level. Awesome. Diego, how about you? Your biggest influence role model in your life, both in or outside of sports? So my biggest role model has been my mom. Um, she does pretty much everything. She's definitely a volleyball mom. No matter what I'm doing, whether it's playing, you know, in college, playing when I was playing club, even now when I'm playing in the summer and just playing pickup, she's there supporting and constantly there always looking to find me the best training possible, making sure I'm getting what I need and where I want to be. So my parents are my biggest role models and my biggest supporters. And for that, I'm forever grateful for them. Awesome. Riley, how about yourself? Same question. Yeah, so I think I think my biggest support, my biggest role model is probably going to be my grandfather. Um, when he was around, he was uh, at all my races, all my meets. Um, just, you know, when I had my good days, my bad days, he was always the guy that I could go to. Uh, you know, we could talk about anything. So, yeah, he was huge in, in sort of my formation in the sport. And Anna, I'm not going to leave you out of this question. Who's your biggest role model? Um, I'd also probably have to go with my parents. Um, and I mean, that's like in and outside of sport. They always know how to like push me to work hard and they're always there for me. And like just seeing how they work so hard to provide for my family is like really inspiring. And so, yeah. I think that's so cool that, um, all four of you had a theme of, of a family member, um, and a lot of them is a grandparent or your parents. Um, and just to throw it in myself, since everybody got to answer that question, my biggest role model was definitely my mom. Uh, she would like get out of work, leave work early just to drive down um, and come watch some games in my collegiate career. Um, so that, you know, shout out to all of our parents and, and, and grandparents and our guardians that really make it work for us. Um, so that was so cool that, um, that you guys all mentioned that. Cool. All right, Anna, right back at you. If you weren't an athlete, what other hobbies or interests would you pursue? That's a hard one. I mean, I think if I wasn't an athlete in college, I'd probably join like Greek life of some like, or I'd do like a club or something. I don't know. I really like being involved and being around like like-minded people like myself. So it's like, I would want to join something where I can have like an immediate group of friends and like that sort of like family bond that you find in sports. Very cool. Allie, how about yourself? Yeah, I would have to say some sort of organization where you're giving back. Um, I actually was involved in an organization like this my first year at college, basically just tutoring some children after school like two or three days a week. Um, and it was awesome to be able to like form these connections with with these kids after school and just help them with their homework and, and build relationships. Although the sport kind of got in the way and I feel like I wasn't able to, to commit to it for the full four years, but I would love to continue with, with an organization like that. Awesome. Diego, how about yourself? If you weren't an athlete, um, what other hobbies or interests would you pursue? Um, so for me, I definitely would get involved with school life um looking like at like student government or something like that i definitely like especially in the sac setting i think that's what our is considered a student government for student athletes um but definitely would do that if i wasn't a student athlete would just do it for the school and stuff like that and get back to the community as much as i could 
Awesome. And Riley, how about you? Same question. Uh, so the first thing that popped in my mind was I'd be a spectator of the sport. Um, really, you know, whether I'm running or if I'm injured and I, you know, have to sit out a season, uh, I love the sport, you know, through and through. So I love being around it, uh, being around runners, being around meets and whatnot. Uh, it's just a huge part of my life. But if I took a step away from the sport, uh, I'd love to travel, um, love to, uh, you know, go on road trips and whatnot, see the country, see the world. So I'd probably, you know, be driving around the country somewhere. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, Riley, what's the most challenging part of being a student athlete? Um, what are some ways that you manage that? Yeah, so the, the most challenging part of being a student athlete, I think, would be probably having friend groups outside of your sport and then trying to have them sort of understand the situation that you're in sometimes. So, you know, I got, um, you know, some friends that aren't athletes. Um, and sometimes I won't be able to, you know, spend time with them or commit to plans because I might have a meet or I might have a practice uh, that pops up. So, you know, just trying to explain to them uh, the time schedule, sort of the uh, organizational skills that you need as an athlete um, tend to be a little different than if you were just a, a typical student. So just sort of explaining that, you know, the athletics, the, the athletics piece of, uh, you know, being a student athlete can sort of be a little different to manage than they might think. Absolutely. Um, that certainly is a challenge. Uh, Anna, how about yourself? Is there a challenge um, to being a student athlete um, that you have to manage and sift through? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, just like balancing sports and school, but also with like balancing it with my social and my personal life, I think it's hard to find time for yourself and for the people you love when you're so focused on schools and sports. Like it's hard to not give 100% into that. Um, whether that's like finding time to hang out with my friends or like call my mom and let her know what's going on in my life. Um, and I mean, I think I'm still trying to find that balance. I haven't found it yet and I'm going into my junior year. So I don't think I maybe ever will, but we're definitely trying. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing. Diego, how about yourself? The most challenging part of being a student athlete and how you manage that? Um, so honestly, for me, I think the biggest challenge I've seen is mental health. Um, it's definitely a challenge being a student athlete. You know, you not only take on the stress of school life and everything like that, but you also have to take on the stresses of being an athlete and going to practice, making sure you're getting, you know, the right nutrition in, the right health, life, healthy lifestyle and stuff like that. And so, you know, finding that balance is really important. And I think for me, what helps me is just taking a day off and just breathing and just like clearing my mind of what I need to like get done and you know even that means just driving 15 minutes to go to like one of my favorite coffee shops and just sit there and like rest and then go back to school and then go you know deal with all the stresses and things really important and it's really important to put you know your mental health first above all things so that's what I feel is most important and stuff like that absolutely awesome thank you for sharing okay Allie um You've had some experience uh, both in the chair, um, co-chair with the NEC stack, and um, you know, you've know you been a student uh, athlete for quite a while now. So I just wanna ask, what's the most valuable lesson you've learned from being a student athlete? Yeah, I would say just to continue showing up. I think that oftentimes as student athletes were faced with so many challenges, whether it's in sport or with academics or socially or whatever, and just to continue showing up for yourself and for your teammates and for your peers, I found super, super important. Anna, how about yourself? What's the most valuable lesson you've learned from being a student athlete? 
I think the most valuable lesson that I've taken away from being a student athlete is just the leadership skills that I've gained from it and the time management, being able to work well with other people inside of your sport. And that translates so well to outside of your sport and being able to balance everything like school and sports with the time management. So, yeah. Awesome. And Diego, how about yourself? A valuable lesson that you've learned from being a student athlete? So I think the most valuable lesson I've learned is that everything has a time and a reason. And it's more the idea that, you know, things may not be going your way in that right time and you feel like things should be going a certain way, but you have to just be able to say, okay, if I breathe and I just let the things go, eventually it's going to come my way and it's going to come the way I want to see things. And so I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, you have to give yourself that time and you have to be able to persevere through those times and be patient and wait on things so that you can see the success that you want to see eventually come. Awesome. That was a great answer. Riley, um, you've uh, kind of started an initiative, a campus tradition, right? Um, could you just share that, what, what the Backyard 5K is, um, something that you started on campus? Uh, can, you just, can you just go into depth a little bit with that? Yeah, absolutely. So the Backyard 5K was an initiative that I started in 2020, in March of 2020, uh, which, if you remember, was sort of when COVID sort of started to hit its peak. Um, you know, we were sent home, our meets were canceled, our season was over, and morale was pretty low across the board for students, athletes, I mean, anyone and everyone. So I saw two options sort of present themselves. And what the first was either I could, you know, sit around and be upset that this was happening to everyone, or I could get up and do something about it. So I, I chose the latter. And that's sort of how the Backyard 5K was created. Um, that's the original idea where that came from. And yeah, I decided to just run a 5k, uh, in my backyard, you know, we couldn't leave our houses. So I thought, why not run a 5k in my backyard, just go back and forth. I did a lot of laps, but, uh, you know, I, I started like an Instagram page. I reached out to friends and family to try to get their support as well. And, you know, in the first year we were able to raise about $2,500, uh, for feeding America, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, so next year I decided uh, let's try it again and see if we can grow it even more. Uh, and that's exactly what we did. So the next year we had uh, people, you know, across the country uh, volunteering and running in their own backyards. They'd send us pictures and videos of them participating. And we'd put that up on our Instagram and just to show the community that we were starting to build uh, really in year two. And then last year we were able to host the Backyard 5K in person uh, for the first time, which was just unbelievable. Uh, we were able to host it. Uh, on my campus at Stonehill, uh, and we got over 100 people in person, uh, including volunteers, runners, walkers. Uh, we had a ton of people come out. A lot of them were student athletes, which was just great to see. Uh, just the support from you know the student athlete community from really every team. We had representatives from nearly every team on campus, which was just unbelievable. Uh, I was really at a loss for words, and we raised money for Team Impact last year, so we raised nearly five thousand dollars for them. And some of that money went towards uh, funding a team impact sort of hall of fame. Uh, so what we did is we put a wall up in our sports complex, sort of honoring uh, our team impact uh, matches and, and our kids that are part of our team. So it was great. It was the first one that was put up in the United States. Uh, so, you know, we're super happy to hopefully set that trend uh, for other schools and uh, team impact actually just had their summit uh, not too long ago. So they had this big conference and I guess there was some talk about the wall and other schools are, you know, becoming inspired and, you know, they want to start putting up their own walls as well, which 
again, it's just, you know, it, it kind of puts you at a loss for words when you think about where the Backyard 5K started, which was literally just in a backyard. Uh, it was just me and a couple of my buddies running uh, laps and laps. Uh, and to see where it's come to today is, is just incredible. So. Right, that's honestly uh, just so cool, so inspiring, right? And I think that uh, all of you guys, you know, as leaders, you guys can see that, like, you know, when you have a vision and you just take it step by step and tackle those small goals and small goals, you can see the, like, the beautiful, like, for lack of a better term, that, you know, you have the seed and, and the beautiful flower that it, it grows into and, and it spreads, right? And it, from a flower, it turns into a garden and you see the impact that it's doing, uh, that it's making uh, across not just your school and your community, but, you know, just college athletics. Um, so that's just so cool. Um, you know, this is something that too, uh, I'm, I'm excited to just be following um, and see uh, how other schools are jumping on the idea of having a backyard 5K. I think that's such a cool idea. Um, but yeah, that's that's awesome that you, you and your campus have started that, um, you know, that tradition for their student athletes. Cool. All right. Let's um, end this with, uh, you know, my favorite one. Um, and we'll, we'll start with, we'll start with Diego. Diego, can you share a fun or quirky fact about yourself that people might not know? So before volleyball, I was a baseball player and a lot of people didn't know, but I was actually a switch hitter. And the only reason I quit baseball was for the fact is the coach would always go make me bat left because nobody could pitch a left-handed or left-handed batter. So I would get hit all the time with the ball. So that's kind of just a fun, quirky story about my baseball journey. <laughs> that is awesome um, and impressive to, to be a switch hitter. Nice. Anna, how about yourself? Um, fun, quirky fact about yourself that people might not know. A fun fact, it's always where I go to. Um, I was adopted at a very young age from Russia. So yeah. Wow, awesome, thank you for sharing. Allie, what is a fun, quirky fact about yourself that people might not know? Yeah, I would say this is a fun fact because as a student athlete, it's very hard to study abroad, but I had the opportunity to study abroad in London for six months. It was a very cool experience. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. Awesome. And Riley, how about yourself? Fun or quirky fact that people might not know about you? Uh, so a fun fact about me is I'm a twin. Uh, I have a twin sister, and another fun part of the fun fact is that she's also a runner. Uh, we sort of started our running careers together uh, when we were young, and we've been running together for years. She actually ran at Stonehill uh, for a couple of years, so yeah. Thank you, NEC fans, for tuning into the NEC Overtime Pod and meeting our SAC executive board. We are so excited about having our first ever eboard and can't wait to see the hard work, impact, and results that these student athletes are going to bring to our conference and schools. We'll see you next time.